This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast, this is America's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone and smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with truck girl Jen, who I enjoyed making her hold her stomach today and going, uh, as I sped away in my Mercedes AMG. No, that's not what I did. Not today. I was prepared. Stomach tightened, <laughs> holding the seat, going faster, faster. Okay, no, that sounds you, really bad, Nick. <laughs> you, uh, you, no. You, you I was ready for this morning. Yeah, you still made the moans, though. We drove the Batmobile. <laughs> She's like, trying not to, it's like that trying not to throw up noise you make. Yeah, you tighten up. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and I didn't, I only spanned the back out a little bit as we came around the corner. It wasn't crazy. And what did I say? Does this car have a turbo in it? Oh, yeah. Because that's because you didn't like the lag. Yeah, I hate the turbo lag. Uh, but it has a bi-turbo. So we were driving the C63, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. Mercedes-Benz AMG. Um, I have to say, I do very much enjoy it. Very Agreed. Much. Agreed. Do you like, uh, do you like going fast, Jen? Of course. Uh... It is the C63CS version of the Mercedes-Benz, which is pretty awesome. I don't know a lot about it yet because I just got it and I haven't really driven it. I haven't done my research. Uh, so. Well, you can tell it's just leather throughout. And carbon fiber. Mm-hmm. And two-door. Mm-hmm. And, and colored wing. stitching. I have a kid that comes around and collects our cans called David. Mm-hmm. And he asks for rides in cars when he likes them. <laughs> He's a really nice Lithuanian boy. He's like 16, and he comes and collects the cans for gas money for his car. Oh, that's funny. And then he sees a car. He's like, you see his eyes really wide on the doorstep, like, what's that? Oh, yeah, that's a hundred plus thousand dollars. Can I ride in that? (laughs) And I'm like, all right, David. Do you take him around the block? I do. I've given him more than round the block rides as well. Mm. Um, Let's see how much this car is worth. $105,690. I said $130. Two, please. Yes. Uh, It's awesome. I have to tell you, I really enjoy driving fast and having a good time in this car. All right. Let's get to uh, reality here, not like living vicariously through Nick going fast and doing silly things. Uh, We are going to get an opportunity to talk about the Navigator. And and Navigator, Lincoln Navigator, has scored out of the park recently. Uh, The most recently, it earned the uh, Lincoln Navigator earns the top large premium SUV appeal award for the third year in a row. Mm -hmm. Um, It's sort of based on the F-150. The Expedition, the F-150, the Lincoln Navigator, they all share the same sort of platform. So imagine taking an F-150 truck and making it like bling luxury. That's what you get. My favorite part of this, and it's not breaking news, it's fairly old news, is the fact that this vehicle has the Excite mode. Oh, no. yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> you can shut up right now because I'll excite you. Um, it's it's fun. Is that going to be your new caption and on yeah, your Facebook page? Yeah, shut up page? right now. 
neck and excite um, mode. <laughs> it's it's good. Plus, Lincoln announced their uh, their Calm One uh, event. Uh, they 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 paired with Calm, and in the press conference, I was telling uh, Jen that. The, the, the beginning of the press conference was now let's meditate for five minutes and I'm like alright you lost me but Kate <laughs> Bolin uh, from uh, the brand manager of Navigator is going to join us this morning Carl Pulley who's a Brit like me originally he's like super cool he yeah wears, he's like, awesome rockabilly shoes and he wears he rides a motorbike to work we're going to talk about the uh, the Honda lineup for 2020 2021 and uh, see what they've got coming in their future cars whoop uh, we do get to talk to Peter Fan, who is the uh, one of the brand managers for the new Mercedes-Benz GLA. Uh, this vehicle just arrived, <laughs> and uh, he's going to talk to us a little bit about that. I'm excited. Uh, we're going to talk about more about this Mercedes we've been driving and uh, what's in my driveway. And Michael Evanoff is going to take some time to join us. Uh, Michael is the senior manager of product planning uh, for Hyundai. And we're going to talk about their N line, uh, specifically the two cars that are just about to be on the market, the Elantra N and the Veloster N, which is out now. Um, the N vehicles are kind of their AMG. They're, like, like BMW have the M, Hyundai have the N. They're their performance cars. And they've done really well with their i30N, which isn't sold in the United States, but it's been a real big race winner for them. And so they're bringing the N line uh, souping up all of their Hyundais across the country. Uh, we get a, ch a, a chance to talk Lexus, and we're going to talk about the NX300 and the 300H, which uh, are not quite the smallest. That's the UX, but the NX are the next jump up. And since so many people are getting into luxury right now and getting into SUVs, this is a great entry-level luxury vehicle. Mike Cadell joining us. He's the other half of our auto expert. He'll be in Nashville, probably on the lake on his boat when he talks to us. But Mike is going to talk about some of the cars he's been test driving this week, as is Perry Stern, who heads up our team of writers on ourautoexpert.com. And uh, he talks about that. He's going to talk about uh, Pebble Beach, the fact that it's canceled. Yeah. Um, no Pebble Beach, Concours d'Elegance, mm -hmm. which I would probably be at right now. It's it's one of those events that you really love and you really hate. No, at the you same time. really love it and really hate it. One of these days I'll get there. It's so many people, it takes an hour to go a mile. Uh -huh. That's what you say about um, SEMA, too. Yeah, SEMA? SEMA. SEMA? SEMA. SEMA? All right. <laughs> SEMA's not happening this year. I know. Nothing's it's, happening it's this year. It's becoming viral. All right. Let's, uh, let, let's talk about things that are awesome. Uh, it's one of my favorite vehicles, the Lincoln Navigator. Now, it's in the top large premium SUV appeal award for the third year in a row. Um, and I think when you get to drive the vehicle, all is revealed. I mean, if you, look, you should just go take it for a test drive to see all is revealed because it's such an interesting piece of machinery. Uh, Kate Bolin joining us on the line. She is the brand manager for Lincoln and Navigator. Uh, Kate, first of all, this vehicle, is it's unusual for a vehicle to take the sort of appeal award three years in a row, isn't it? It is very unusual, and thank you for having me on the show today. Uh, Winning it three years in a row has been an absolute dream come true. It's an honor, and it really represents how the brand is designing and engineering our vehicle towards the client's preferences, needs, and wants. So 
the appeals award is something that you know, people have there. I guess there are how much they like a vehicle when it comes out um, and how easy it is to use. You made it pretty intuitive when you designed this vehicle because a lot of times some of the tech can be very difficult for people. We know that it tends to be people above 45 years of age who buy luxury vehicles and, and buy new vehicles. They're the core buyers, 70% of that audience. Um, and sometimes they're intimidated by uh, difficult to use pieces of technology in a vehicle, but not the navigator. Uh, it's pretty s sort of self-explanatory and if you don't really understand it you push a few buttons and you can see how things move it's very obvious yeah. on the big screen etc etc right yeah absolutely and what is so brilliant about this vehicle is when the designers created it they really kept the client's needs in mind you know they started out with that personal profile you know you can actually set your desired creature comfort to your vehicle with your key fob there's over 80 different settings that, you know, when you get in the car with your key fob, the seats move, the pedals move, the steering column moves to where you want it, the climate is exactly set where you want it. So it really makes it almost not needing to think, but it's exactly the way you want it. It helps create that sanctuary to kind of give you a little bit of stress-free sanctuary in that world of chaos. And I think one of the things that uh, that makes it so appealing, in, in a sense, too, about this vehicle is, it, although the uh, the idea of all the technology is fairly easy to use and and smooth, you are introducing a lot of new technologies with these vehicles as well. And now that the Lincoln has phone as a key, which is kind of a revolutionary way to operate your vehicle. Yep, you are correct as well. I mean, you can use your phone as a literally. You can be walking to your car. If your phone is paired with your car, it will unlock the door. You press the button, the car will start, and you won't have to worry about using the key fob. Everything is set to your designation. I like the idea of too that you can pass the uh, the key of the vehicle just in a simple message to somebody else, and then take it. The best part, take it away when you want to. Absolutely. Keeping that security is fantastic. Um, now, question for have, have you been inside to drive the Navigator yet with its perfect position seat? No. Uh, I think the last Navigator I, I, uh, I drove was probably, uh, oh, probably a year or two ago. So if that's an, a recent update, I haven't got to experience it yet. Oh, if you have the opportunity, just another thing that, you know, kind of, keeps the whole sanctuary theme and why people keep coming back and, you know, providing us with the appeal awards, you know, our perfect position seating with massage, they're absolutely incredible and they really help, you know, keep that experience going through in the vehicle. And Highly that, recommend it. That's something that you've started to do, isn't it, is to do a lot more, uh, where you've done some stuff with Calm and you're really trying to make an environment away from uh, the hubbub of everybody's life. It's to give the make the car a sort of a sanctuary piece uh, where you can sneak away. You're correct. I mean, a sense of sanctuary and well-being is very core to the Lincoln brand, and we want to help create that calm for the client. I like the idea of that. Uh, Navigator is available for test drives right now. It gets updates every year. Um, starting price and availability. I presume that you can get all the latest tech in it um, that has just been introduced. And you can also, uh, you know, are they still on dealer lots or are we uh, short now? 
We still have vehicles on dealer lots right now. All right. So you can go ahead and drive one today. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much for taking some time to join us. We've got more Our Auto Expert on the way. Stand by. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show at our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all the past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. I know you think I stack the deck uh, when I talk to people on this show with people from England, uh, but Jen books the guests, so there you go. It's take all your, me. Take your pointy, accusing finger out of my face and know that it's all Jen's fault. And isn't that great? Because then you can get out of it. You could just say, guess what? Guess what? Jen books it's everybody. Jen. <laughs> but it doesn't lessen the fact that uh, we seem to have a lot of English guests. And the next guy is no exception. He's pretty, Wait till next week. He's pre- Oh, we got uh, a lot more. Uh-huh. This week is pretty cool, too. <laughs> uh, he's probably the coolest cat in the automotive industry. Carl Pulley is here from Honda to talk about the 2021 Honda lineup. Are you the coolest guy in the automotive industry, Carl? Well, I, I'd like to think so, Nick, but uh, your endorsement certainly is, uh, I think, brings me to the top of the pack. So, Pow! Woo-hoo. You're a winner. Well, and I'm so glad that your your audience has uh, been uh, kind of tuned into the Indicus accent because, uh, you know, as you know, sometimes people don't quite get what I'm saying, but uh, I think your audience is uh, maybe a little bit more sophisticated listening to you for many years, so I think we'll be fine. It's funny, I used to uh, I used to anchor the morning news on TV here, and uh, quite often people would call in and say, what did he say? What did he say? <laughs> Weirdo. Um, I'm just used to it now. <laughs> that's it. Still, still people ask me questions. I called 911 the other day because there was a fire in, in bark dust on the side of the road. Uh-huh. And uh, the, I talked to the 911 operator and said, hey, there's a bark fire. Um, uh, this is the address. And she goes, "What? what's a bark? A, 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 like a cardboard bark? And I mean, bark, bark dust, like bark mulch. Oh, bark. I thought you said box. Bark fire. Okay, we'll send fire brigade. You know, it was funny. Anyway, they still don't understand my accent. Um, Let's talk about Honda. That's why we're here. Uh, So you've refreshed and reformed your lineup for 2021. Uh, What are the big takeaways from this, Carl? Um, well, we're continuing with what we'd like to, to offer to our customers is fun to drive vehicles in, in all of their elements. And obviously, the most fun to drive we probably have is the Civic Type R. Yep. And so for 2021, we have this extra special limited edition. Uh, it only comes in a one color, which is this fantastically bright Phoenix yellow. There's only going to be 600 units made, and it's the ultimate track civic type R because it's a lighter weight version with lighter weight wheels um even stickier tires than than's normally provided um on our sports car and so that will we'll have more news later this year but it's just um beats the um track record for front wheel drive vehicles at the suzuka track in japan so we're real excited about this i mean uh, i think that you know, bang for the buck when it comes to the Civic Type R. We're already dealing with a vehicle that um, has incredible performance that's really attainable for, 
for the general public. Um, but this, uh, this bright yellow beast is probably going to be snapped up very, very quickly. But we're really excited about it. When you did oh, the first we- ones, Carl, you numbered the first edition Honda Types R in the US, Honda Type R's in the US. Are these going to have numbers as well? Absolutely. In, in fact, even the standard version, if you could call the Civic Type R standard, uh, that continues with the serializi- serialization. Um, but yes, this 600 run um, just in the U.S. Uh, will be serialized. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we're going to be people arm wrestling to try to get that uh, number one plate um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's serialized. Normally, you, that, that goes to auction, but I guess uh, maybe not in, in your case. Um, well, you know, we, we're, we're still some time out, and I know that we've done that sort of thing previously. Um, so, yeah, um, to be determined at this point, but we're, we're excited that we're continuing to make news with it and, and excited to get uh, members of the automotive press, like your fine self, uh, a little drive time at some point. Yeah. So, yeah, keep tuned. I know. Unfortunately, one of the uh, one of the first cancels due to COVID was your Type R drive in Atlanta, Motor Speedway, which uh, and it would have been an awesome day driving the uh, the new 2020, uh, I guess it's 2020 or 2021 Type R. Yes, the, the 2020 uh, was slightly updated. So we, we did a few things. Um uh, primarily, we uh, changed the front and rear styling just a little bit. Uh, we opened up the grille to provide even more uh, airflow into the engine. And, you know, this, this beast is uh, cranking over uh, 306 horsepower and 295 pound of torque. And especially when people take them to the track for track days, they need that extra cooling. So we did that. Uh, we changed the front a little bit more to provide some additional downforce as well. Um, we went to a two-piece brake system that provides a little extra cooling as well. And then in the interior, we had some minor tweaks. Uh, we've got this beautiful Alcantara uh, steering wheel that just has an incredible feel to it. And then we changed the uh, shift, uh, and, and maybe your, your audience knows that the Type R only comes with a manual transmission, yeah. so it provides you with an incredibly engaging driving experience. But we changed the shift knob and... Uh, kind of weighted it a little bit. So you just get this very, very satisfying uh, gear changing um, when you're driving the, the, the Type R. I do notice, looking at the 12 cars that you have on sale for 2021, that it's kind of interesting that uh, they start around $20,000 and they go up to around the low 30s. So uh, most of these vehicles, very acceptable and reasonable price. And i I, I would like the CRV hybrid, please. I'd like a passport. I'd like a pilot. Um, I'd like a, an Accord hybrid. Yeah, there's a lot of cars here I'd like to actually own. That's just the cars. That doesn't include the, all the, <laughs> the, the minivans and trucks and all that sort of stuff. So you've got a lot on offer for 2021. Yeah, and, and I think that our pricing structure is very, very transparent to, to the buying public because um, we don't do um, options. We have trim structures. So even with our lowest level of trim structure, which is the LX, you really do get a, a substantial amount of standard features. Um, and then depending upon the model, um, we go up to um, – our elite or touring right. edition. Right. Um, so yeah, this this kind of runs the gamut. So you know, we really feel as though um, we have some great entry level vehicles, particularly the HRV, which is a a wonderful uh, subcompact yeah. SUV. And 
that uh, has a, some slight updates for the 21 model year because we do have a sport trim and we found that that is very very popular especially with lo- younger purchases nice. we want a little bit more styling so uh, we're running out of time Carl unfortunately we're running out of time but go test a Honda today and look at our reviews at our auto experts you're listening to the our auto expert podcast well welcome back to our auto expert uh, this is the show where you can Contact us via any social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can start a conversation with us. Ask us a question. Just direct messages at Our Auto Expert. And Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Uh, recently, because of COVID, car launches have been somewhat changed. Instead of traveling all over the world to Germany or Japan to test drive vehicles, They've actually been delivered in our driveway and we get to go online and have virtual parties with everybody and uh, talk about the new vehicle and then test drive it around our our neighborhoods over a couple of day period. That's exactly what happened with the brand new GLA from Mercedes-Benz. And so we thought, who better to uh, talk to us about this than Peter Pham from uh, Mercedes-Benz about the new GLA. So the GLA, is this the second version of the car, Peter, that's been available in the U.S.? Yes, this is the uh, all-new second-generation GLA. So uh, a step up from uh, the previous generation that everyone's accustomed to seeing on the road. I will tell you, I hate I hate it when people use this phrase, but it, it's very true of this this uh, this SUV. It's kind of grown up. It kind of got adult. It went from this sort of scrappy teenager to this much more mature, bigger, filled out, sophisticated, um, powerful SUV. Right across the board, going from generation one, everything about the car has is more grown up. We start with the interior. We have a digital display, a MBUX, uh, which I I believe personally believe is is signal leading. So a great interior, very modern. You go out to the outside. The styling is is built upon the GLA uh, Generation One, but so so much more emotional, stylish. And then in terms of functionality, we have we have a much more SUV-ish car that is larger has more headroom in the front, more legroom in the back, and just a, a, a step up for Generation 1, as you mentioned. Yeah, and I really like, so let's talk about the MBUX uh, system. It's really a, a voice interactive uh, system that uh, can either use predetermined uh, calculations or it can do things like uh, go to the internet <laughs> and try and find stuff out for you. Uh, but it does have a few um, funny nuances uh, I got a list from Mercedes-Benz of phrases that you can talk to uh, the MBUX system about. And my favorite, I have to say, Peter, is, uh, hey, Mercedes, follow that car. And, uh, Mercedes, <laughs> and and she has a various answers to it. But my favorite answer is, what do you think this is? Well, this isn't a movie. <laughs> so yeah. I think I think that's my favorite. I I, I, I have the list, and, and when I have a Mercedes, I, I actually am driving the C63 right now. But when I have a Mercedes that has MBUX, I always test it out because I think that's probably it's it sure makes the trip go fast. Well, and the yeah. funny thing is, is, it understands your 
voice. Yes. It recognizes you. Every time I try to do it, she just stays quiet. No, she doesn't like me. She you. doesn't like me. No. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she knows you're a Chevy owner. That's She's why. like, for Borton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so the MBUX is now going to be sort of standard across uh, all of the new uh, Mercedes-Benz models. But in the GLA, the engine uh, definitely got a step up for 2021. Right, we, we have an engine, a uh, brand new engine that's uh, 13 horsepower, is more powerful than the, the predecessor. Uh, but, and we have we have an engine that is, has, has eight gears now compared to the seventh gear of the outgoing GLA. So a smoother ride. Uh, again, inside, outside, under the hood, just we want to make improvements on an already very successful product. I know that the last vehicle, uh, there was an AMG version of the GLA. Uh, is there going to be an AMG version of the second generation? Yeah, yes, they, yes. They, uh, they're, 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 there's going to be a GLA 35 and a 45, and they, they will be launched this fall. So uh, be on the lookout for that. So, um, yes, there's I, I, going to be, uh, yeah. I'm very partial to the AMG side of uh, Mercedes-Benz. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, uh, the last generation of the GLA, that was amazing in the AMG version because it was just the right size to really get uh, get up and go and have a good time. So I'm also looking to that uh, for the new one. There are some uh, cool features in this as well. A part of the MBUX feature, and we've talked about it on this show before, but is uh, what three words, uh, which I think is probably the most revolutionary way to navigate. And all you have to do is give those three words to the MBUX system, and it'll find it'll direct you to whatever address coincides with those three words, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, I love that part about it as well. Uh, now, when does this start to hit dealerships, and uh, and what are we talking about starting price for this vehicle? Is it is it a little more expensive than the last version? It, it is a little bit more expensive than than the last version, but you know nothing that's that's uh, Crazy. Uh, a big jump. Right. Uh, it's it's at thirty six two thirty, uh, it, and it's actually out in dealerships right now. So oh, so you can go Girl, test drive yeah. one. Fuel economy yeah, pretty absolutely. good. 20, twenty five miles a gallon in the city. Uh, Thirty four on the highway as well. Uh, now this this vehicle is pretty identical wherever you go all over the world. Trim packages are slightly different, but it does. You don't have to live in the United States. Is this going to be available to in Canada and and Europe as well? Uh Absolutely, it's it's the same offering in Canada and and in uh, Europe, minus some diesel engine offerings in Europe. Right, and we'd be amiss not to mention the fact that it also uh, comes in a formatic uh, all-wheel drive version. Uh, that's right. There's there's a lot of people in in the U.S. that do require uh, four-wheel drive due to, uh, to, uh, to to weather concerns. So we have the car in formatic. Uh, we'll drive. Slightly, uh, if you live above the Mason-Dixon line where it snows, you definitely want to get uh, in, <laughs> into the vehicle in a four-wheel drive version so uh, you can deal with those snow as well. I'm interested to see the, the fact that the cargo space is actually pretty big. You've increased the size of the vehicle um, and, and got about over 50 cubic feet of cargo capacity. Uh, yes, well, we, we want to make sure that this car... Uh, you know, it's functional uh, in addition to being very stylish and convenient. So it, it is a, a functional SUV, um, and it's one of the, 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 the priorities for the designers in uh, creating the generation two. How about, uh, what are we talking for uh, the off-road version of this? Uh, is it just a gravel road to the campsite, or can you do a little bit more aggressive than that? 
Well, you know, we do have an off-road off-road feature uh, that comes with Formatic. So this helps you uh, drive in gravel roads. Uh, the ABS and the output is adjusted. So, you know, you could do a little bit of off-road driving a little bit uh, on the weekends, I would say. Uh, and just instead of, uh, you know, doing the, the usual, it also comes in a variety of interesting colors. And uh, I like the idea that you can actually get the panoramic sunroof. I don't see many entry-level vehicles, and this is really your entry-level uh, SUV, CUV for, for Mercedes, but you do have the option of that panoramic sunroof. Right, absolutely. And it really opens up the, the interior. So I highly recommend equipping your GLA with the panoroof. And, of course, uh, uh, aluminum roof rails as well. So if you decide to go off for the weekend, uh, you can still uh, put stuff on the roof as well. What about accessories? Presumably there are plenty of Mercedes-Benz accessories that you can get from your dealer when you buy it. Absolutely. Well, whatever you need to, to be able to attach your, your bike or your canoe to the top, uh, we, we have it uh, for the car or right. SUV. Right. I, I noticed it comes in two different wheel sizes, um, uh, three different wheel sizes. So the, right. the smallest wheel is the 18-inch. Uh, there is an, a 19-inch available on the non-AMG version. Is that on a trim level, or do you have to, to step it up to, uh, to an AMG to get those wheels? Uh, you, can, you can get a 19-inch wheel without getting an AMG. Um, you'll need to get a... Uh, AMG uh, package for the 20-inch uh, wheels. Right. And those are the multi-spoke, uh, and you can also get them in black as well. That's correct. Um, on the inside, there is some very nice accoutrements. Uh, you've done things like giving it a sports steering wheel, uh, also natural grained black um, wood on the inside, uh, or walnut, depending on what trims you want. So it's not uh, it's not sort of very bland. I mean, you've given it the full luxury Mercedes treatment. Right. I, I think anyone who, who sits in, in the new generation GLA will, will feel that this is a very premium product and the designers went all out to make the interior something really special i think you really have to see it to to understand how nice it is one of the things that always makes me smile is that when you talk to somebody from mercedes uh, they always suggest that you drive this at night because it has features that you can really only experience in the dark right absolutely we have a, a 64 color ambient light with a multitude of presettings that really just makes a nighttime drive incredible. And again, you, you should take a test drive and see for yourself how, you know, how amazing that feature is in terms of setting the mood and just making a ride much more enjoyable. Um, also, you can actually uh, change that. I've never worked out how to change that, uh, that color. Is, what's <laughs> the procedure for changing the color? Because it's always purple. It seems to be set on purple every time I get a Mercedes. Just ask. Well, Nick, you can, well, Nick if you sit in the GLA, you can just ask uh, a Merce, uh, the MBUX system. You say, hey, Mercedes, change the color to purple, change it to green, uh, whatever color you like, and it'll do for you. Oh, can, can, it do a disc yeah. can it do a disco? Can I have it flash different? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to give it a try next time. 
Get no, you a little disco ball. Yeah, hey Mercedes, make my uh, inside of my GLA into a nightclub. That would be a, that would be a trick. <laughs> that would be a trick. That is very interesting. I will talk to the engineers about that. <laughs> See if we can get it to happen. Hey Peter, thanks for spending time talking about the new GLA. It's the second generation in dealerships right now. You heard you can go test drive it. Starts at just over thirty six thousand dollars. And uh, I like the idea that you can get uh, great Mercedes Benz uh, Star service for two years or twenty thousand miles with this vehicle. Uh, also the option of making sure that you have a great warranty as well and of course the in-car Wi-Fi uh, and you can get that from Mercedes-Benz as well too. What else would you need for your family? Um, this is definitely a great Mercedes entry-level vehicle. I think I'm going to have to have the AMG with the 20-inch wheels, just saying though. Alright, more to come on Our Auto Expert. Stand by and visit the website at OurAutoExpert.com You're listening to Our Auto Expert. All right, welcome back to our auto expert. Uh, this is the show where you can get hold of us by uh, just sending us a note on social media. Our auto expert is the name. We're on all social media platforms. Plus, you can use your speaker. It can become your radio, your smart speaker. Just say, hey, Google, hey, Alexa, or hey, Siri. Uh, play our auto expert radio show, and all previous episodes of the show will come up. The podcasts are available. Um, you can also have endless fun with the entire family. I'm Nick Miles. This is our Auto Expert Radio Show, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news data. There's a lot of interesting news happening in the automotive world uh, right now. I will tell you that Hyundai just announced three new or a new brand uh, called the Ionic brand, and they're going to release electric vehicles under that. So they're going to have three electric vehicles in the United or in the world. Uh, we're not sure how many of those will come to uh, the United States, but uh, launching off their new Ionic brand, which Ionic's kind of a good name. Uh, one of the pieces of news that I think is absolutely great, the M3 Touring, BMW have announced an M3 Touring. This is a wagon version of a, uh, an M3. Will it come to the United States? We just don't have enough wagons. I want more wagons that performance. <laughs> the Mercedes-Benz uh, E63S is probably my favorite performance wagon i just want to see more performance wagons out there there's nothing like having five dogs in the back and being able to do zero to 60 in 3.5 seconds just mm. saying it's fun mm. oh you're not impressed with the speed i see jen yeah i'm totally impressed with speed thank <laughs> you uh, <laughs> there there's actually quite a lot of uh, stuff going on i noticed some strange things happening uh with trucks for 2020 the 2020 gmc sierra is uh, has lost two gears for some reason. It's gone down by two gears. I'm not sure. We'll have to get uh, GMC on the phone and find out why that they've uh, they've gone down two gears. As well, uh, the fact of Nissan Titan is going to be uh, discontinued in Canada, so they're no longer going to sell the Nissan Titan in Canada. It probably Whoa. wasn't a big seller for some reason uh, in Canada. So. I'm not sure uh, why they would do that. I have a story coming up. This is kind of interesting. Um, you know, GMC have that uh, multi-pro tailgate on their vehicles. So if you look at tailgates, um, Ford F-150, their tailgate is it becomes the workbench. You have the, uh, the power in the back. You can power 28 refrigerators with an onboard generator. Um, and you have places for your cell phone and your tools and your pencils in there. Uh, you can sort of 
bolt things to the back and saw and do all those sort of things. It's made for power tools and to become a workbench on it. Uh, GMC, GMC have always had their multi-pro tailgate, which goes into six different positions. Um, and then uh, Ram have had their barn door tailgate. Uh, so we're doing a, sto- a TV story on those for next week. But the interesting thing about it is that uh, the Silverado will now get that uh, multi-pro tailgate. So it's going to have that tailgate that falls down into all the six different uh, ways, the step-in and the load-level one. Um, so that's, it's getting the full, the full meal deal inside that, which so I think is are you going to like you know incorporate the tailgate party with those three trucks? Uh, that would be an interesting tailgate party, wouldn't it? It would be a lot of fun. I think I should be a part of that. Um, Jim Morrison, who is the president of Jeep, called me the other day. Yeah. And he was the one that introduced me to the Ram Barn Door one. He showed me how that worked. So uh, we had a little chat about that. That's awesome. He's supposed to call me back today, but probably not in showtime. Uh, the new Land Rover Defender is starting to hit dealerships right now. So if uh, if the Bronco isn't something you want... By the way, I was looking at 160,000 orders now for the Ford Bronco. So Ford say they can make 100,000 a year. So let's say they start producing these in February 2021. That means if you ordered in the first 100,000, you will get your car by February 2022, if they're at 100,000. And, and then... If you order right now, you'll probably get your car in the fall of 2022. That's a long time. (laughs) That's a long time to wait for a vehicle you've already put money down on. Right? Yes. I don't think I would do it. What do you mean? You're doing it with the Mach-E? Yeah, but the first one is being built right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when do you expect it to get yours next year? Uh, The second one I'm getting is, Mm -hmm. is the GT comes next year. Yeah. Yeah, but... I knew that when they oh, I ordered it. This, you don't know when you're going to get it because too many people have been ordering them. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Stop ordering. <laughs> I think Ford would tell you to be quiet right now. Uh, Mercedes-Benz have a new S-Class coming up. Um, I'm going to get a chance to see the brand new S-Class, but it's going to have a fully revised interior. Um, they have released 80 photos of the interior. Um, it has a very Tesla-like screen on the inside, huge, big tablet-type screen that goes down the middle. Um, so that's kind of interesting to see that a lot of people changing the way it looks really amazing at night as well the new s class so i'm kind of excited about that and it's the full quilted leather luxury headrests sexy.com sexy beautiful um, tv screens in the back you know full massage and seats in fact the the pictures that they released there's a woman in one of the pictures that's sitting in the back of the vehicle and she looks like she's struggling to stay awake so when you're in the back of one of these luxury cars, I'm not sure you should struggle to stay awake when they're taking pictures uh, of it. Of course, it gets that massive big uh, display with uh, all of the gauges in front of uh, everyone on the new S-Class. Don't know much about the engine specs too, but there's definitely sort of pinstriped wood on the inside. looks very high-end. Uh, lots of different seat positions. Um, you can get multiple different seat positions, and you can organize the front and the back seats. Oh, now she's smiling in this picture because uh, it has that puffy headrest that goes around you. So... Um, that's kind of cool. Did you want to talk about something else? I did. Go ahead. I want to talk about Ford and how their employees have donated so much money to COVID. And what have they done? Wait, wait you don't know? I didn't pull it out. Oh, my gosh. So amazing. Okay, $1 million is um, the employee uh, donation match program. And they've distributed that worldwide. 
So 47 community organizations in 20 countries and 14 U.S. states. Um, that's great for COVID. Where's the money yes. going? To uh, pr different programs. So they have, they're sharing the money out. And this mm -hmm. is all from employee donations. It and is. then they match the employee donations. Yeah, and then they match them. So I think that's fantastic. It's interesting to see that uh, most factories aren't quite at 100% back from COVID yet. It's still affecting the production of vehicles. Uh, a lot of car companies and truck companies in the U.S. that were closed are trying to get back up. But it's, it's difficult to do that when you have COVID stuff going on uh, because it's hard to get back up to full strength. Um, because you have all these extra tests that need to go on and work stay areas have to be clean and that takes time away and you want to keep your workforce safe and, and well, of course, but that takes time. There is so, so much. I mean, pick anywhere. Um, like Canada, for example, they've distributed 35,000 hygiene kits, 150 pounds of dried food as well as um, different thank you gifts and then they've helped 2,700 homeless people in England. I mean, it's just this is all part of that $1 million. It is. It's amazing. That's excellent. Um, and, and, of course, everybody's trying to drive the good during the COVID-19. All these uh, these workers are trying to make sure their community is and everybody is safe. So, mm -hmm. All right. Uh, nice job, Ford, donating all that money. And nice job to Ford employees for making sure that happens as well. But don't forget, if you want to order a Bronco, it's going to have to wait a I'm not bitter about it. You sound bitter. I'm just not hollering right now. Uh, stand by. More coming up. We're going to talk about the new N-Line from Hyundai with Michael Evanoff. That's on Our Auto Expert. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast, this is America's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with my friend, Truck Girl Jen. Uh, Truck Girl Jen, uh, did you enjoy your ride in today? I did. Right. I loved it. Um, I'm in love with that vehicle. If I rode one of my motorcycles, would you get on the back and come in? I'm uh, not sure. No? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> How, what, do, what do I need to do to convince you to sit on the back of a motorcycle and uh, take a ride in? Mm, I don't know if I'd do that. It's a long story. I took Michael on a ride, uh, my adopted son, on a ride in the mo with a motorcycle the other yeah. day. And interestingly enough, he when we took a ride in, he wasn't sure how to hold me. <laughs> so he said, as we come around corners, as we go around corners, he was like, I'm trying to work out how hard I should squeeze you and how hard I should put my legs around you and those are the things. And he says he just felt a little awkward. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's interesting as we go around corners, I'd feel him like tense up. Like try not to like. Yeah, he'd, yeah. he'd be like, I could feel his knees get uh, all tight. That's cute. Those type of things too. So yeah. It's kind of made me smile. Um, Good. But I'm not used to having passengers on the back of the motorcycle. So it's no, it's an experience for me as well. And, yeah, it's challenging because you have to, you know, counterbalance if they kind of move off to the other side. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, we've I've driven the, uh, the Velosta N. Love that mm -hmm. vehicle. Drove it at Thunder Hill Raceway out in Northern California. Uh, had it out of the fleet several times. In fact, Michael drove it 
a couple times, my uh, adopted son, just to see how he did with that. Uh, the Elantra N uh, line is on its way, and there's several other N vehicles on their way. Who better to tell us about those vehicles than Michael Evanoff? He's the Senior Manager for Product Planning at Hyundai Motor Company. So uh, first of all, Michael, uh, the N line, are we going to see the N line expand to a lot more than just the three vehicles we know about? Because we know about the Elantra, we know about the Veloster, and we know the Sonata is uh, possibly getting an N line. Is it going to expand, or uh, have we reached uh, the capacity of the N line for the United States? Uh, yeah, well, I think we're definitely going to see some expansion uh, in the lineup. Uh, Veloster N uh, was the first N full N vehicle to launch to, to much critical acclaim. Uh, we've had the Elantra GT N line. Uh, now we're adding the Elantra N-Line as well as the Sonata N-Line uh, both later this year. So, yeah, I think there's there's definitely room in the, in the lineup to, to add some um, more performance uh, aspects to the lineup. Let me tell you, and I haven't heard the exhaust of anything but the uh, uh, the Veloster N, but the, the Veloster N exhaust is phenomenal. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely makes every driving node in my body quiver when i hear that yeah. noise and uh and if you want to get somebody's attention on the side of the street you definitely change down unexpectedly and watch it gurgle <laughs> and burble and everybody turns around and looks at you yeah, yeah the rev match and, and everything on, on downshift is is fantastic i was just i've been talking about this with other other people recently even just because i'm not driving anywhere very much but you know I go to the parking lot or somewhere to, you know, pick up some sort of food and just driving through the parking lot, first throttle, slow creep, lift off at 3,500, 3,800 RPMs and just <laughs> the overrun and the verbal. Right. Uh, it's just, it's, it's fantastic. It, it, it still puts a smile on my face to this day. No, I have to be careful for where I live. I live on a very quiet street. We have nice big mm-hmm. lots where I live. Um, but we have a lot of people that walk around our streets. It's a residential area. They walk around our streets, uh, to for exercise because we have you know picturesque streets and they want to walk past nice houses and and the neighborhood and so i have to always be quite calm and careful when i come in and also the fact is i'm you know you've got three or four different cars in the driveway uh from different manufacturers at one time that we're doing stories on or whatever so i always have to be careful and uh pulled in the driveway the other day came in the house and the doorbell rang and, and my spouse got the doorbell and then i don't know who it was and then two minutes later came in and said that was the lady that lives across the street. She would ask if you didn't drive so fast down the street. <laughs> and, and I had the Veloster N. And I actually wasn't driving fast. Like I was doing around 25 miles an hour, maybe 30 at the most. But it sounds like you're doing 45 she, miles an hour. 50. She should be used to that by now. No, I'm pretty careful. Like oh, I, yeah? I'm trying not to. Oh. The, the guy that lives opposite us is also our builder. And he's he's always telling me that, you know, that you're you one of the most. Did you tell him what they're building for you? He's 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 one of the guys that's working on it. So uh-huh. he he's he's garage. always super you know nice. He says you're always super worried about your neighbors and not upsetting them. I said yeah because I've lived places before where the neighbors thought I was a drug dealer with all the different cars in the driveway each week. Didn't realize <laughs> I worked. So they were oh it's Veloster N this week. I do get people that walk past the house every week and they'll stop. You know and I've had had the Veloster N on the new Sonata out there. They'll stop and they'll look and they'll point and they'll talk and you know they're out the so I, i'm kind of the museum place for all these cars so yeah the more the more end lines that you can send me or the ends you can send me my neighbor my neighbors will be very happy at uh, 
<laughs> being able to talk about it. So uh, tell me the difference, Michael, between the N and the N line, which is going to be in the Elantra. So as far as Elantra is concerned, um, we're introducing the N line. Uh, it does have a different engine uh, and transmissions available than the, the standard Elantra. Uh, obviously, all the suspension tuning's revised. Uh, it's got independent rear suspension uh, as opposed to the regular car. Um, you know, even the engine mounts, the transmission mounts, everything's you know dialed in for N-line duty. Uh, even the you know exterior-wise, the fascias, front and rear, uh, different 18-inch alloy wheels. Inside, also we have you know more supportive seats, red stitching. Um, so you know, n- no stone unturned basically to to convert this car from the more mainstream Elantra to the Elantra N-Line. So I'm very much looking forward to bringing it to market you know, later this year. Elantra's not just a U.S. success for you, though. It's really an international hit for, for Hyundai. Yeah, globally, definitely. Um, you know, It's a nameplate that's been known all around the world. Um, we are going into now our seventh generation for the Elantra, so just always adding to look to, look to add a little more spice. Um, we'll also be bringing a hybrid Elantra as well. Uh, but I guess that that can be a different different discussion, different day. Uh, but yeah, just you know the performance aspect of it. It's very sporty, very aggressive looking, uh, and it's, I, I think it'll definitely uh, hit the mainstream. Um, you know, for those for that enthusiast buyer, and I'm very happy to say both you know manual transmission and dual clutch transmission. So people that still enjoy that three pedal uh, experience can can uh, you know enjoy the uh, Elantra N line. Right. I- I do enjoy the three-pedal experience, but the trouble is I don't enjoy it when it's in traffic. <laughs> that's, that's the one downside if you live in a big city, uh, especially those guys yeah. that live in California. You know, it's just it's it's a tough it's a tough change to make. Uh, interestingly enough, when you released the uh, the Elantra, uh, when you showed us or unveiled uh, an Elantra during the Santa Fe launch in Utah. Um, mm-hmm. We got to see it for the first time, and you guys pulled the, the silks off of it surprisingly. And I happened to have my cell phone out and recorded it, and dropped it on YouTube immediately so everyone could see it. And I had about two hundred thousand views uh, just of it being unveiled uh, by the Hyundai team. The interesting thing was, I was surprised. I mean, you know, Jim Trainer and I, uh, who is in charge of your public relations department, and I talked about it several times, yep. and the the smile was comes to my face because. The, the people that write the longest uh, reviews on the YouTube uh, video and the people that get most excited about it tend to live in, like, the Middle East and, and other countries. And I was surprised that so many people were, were watching the video from all around the world. It wasn't just in America. So I love the idea that the Elantra is a world car and, and it's available in the United States as well. The N-Line, uh, when is that going to be available for people? So N-Line will be coming out just a little bit after the, the regular um, the regular Elantra version launches, probably October, November. N-Line, I would anticipate uh, November, December, just a slight variation in start of production, uh, but definitely by, by the end of the year. Uh, is it the same production line, or do they get their own production line? Um, it's similar, um, whereas the, the gas car is, is or the, the normal car is built in both um, our plant in Montgomery, Alabama, HMMA, and also in Osan, Korea. Uh, the end line will be exclusive from the Ulsan uh, facility. Okay, so uh, the other ov- obviously big question is, what's the jump in price going to be? Um, we've really tried to keep the content uh, to a minimum as far as all you know the creature comforts. It's still got you know heated seats, uh, eight-inch display audio, um, you know leather wrap steering wheel, shift knob, the the sports seats. 
So very well equipped, um, but we're trying to bring it in at a very competitive price point. Um, you know, uh, definitely somewhere in between where the gas car starts and the gas car ends only. Um, but yeah, we're, we're very much targeting uh, a lower price point. A lot of uh, buyers seeking, you know, they want to buy a Hyundai because of the reliability, because of the warranty, because you get so much tech packed in uh, and so much style for the price. Uh, a lot of people asking for you to end line up uh, or, or end up the the entire um, uh, line of the, of the vehicles, because, I mean, I love the idea of the end, but I, I'm an SUV owner traditionally, and I'd want to mm-hmm. have I'd want to have, you know, Santa Fe in. Or even a Palisade in. Woo, that would be awesome. Yes. The N stand for Nick. Yes. They, they, they named it for Nick. Yeah, that's right. It's the Nick line. Yeah, there were some, there were some pretty cool renderings floating around the internet uh, we released a, lo- a little while ago. But yeah, definitely always uh, open you know, to, to add it to the lineup. Yeah, of course, it's got to work as well. I'm not sure a Palisade N would work. It might be a little big to uh, to have performance in there. Um, the the N, which Jen brings up an interesting point, but the N does stand for two different things, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. So uh, first of all, it's it's Namyang, which is in Korea. That's where our R&D facility is located. Uh, but also, importantly, the Nürburgring, uh, where we also have a facility for testing. So you know, it's tested it. Te- or developed at Namyang and tested at the Nurburgring. Uh, I had the opportunity to to be on the Veloster N global launch uh, oh, yeah. at the Nurburgring back in July, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, a couple years couple years ago when we used to travel. <laughs> you need to go test drive them right now. More our auto expert on the way. You're listening to our auto expert. Welcome back to our auto expert. I'm your host, Nick Miles. It's where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. And of course, that's the best place to get it at ourautoexpert.com. You can catch up with previous episodes of the show at our website. And of course, you can direct messages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us. Your car questions will be answered very quickly and uh, very succinctly. And just direct messages at our auto expert at any of the single Uh, social media sites, which we have some great people that manage everything for us. Now, I enjoy a luxury car like anybody else, and luxury vehicles are up 18% in purchases. SUVs are the hottest ticket, and a lot of times when people get out of a non-luxury version of a vehicle, they get into a luxury vehicle, they get into one of the entry-level vehicles for them. uh, Todd is from Lexus. His last name is uh, Blankenstaff. I want to make sure I get that right because I'm not the best at pronunciations. Is that? Did I get it right, Todd? Close enough. Blankenstaff. Uh, Blankenstaff. Is it German? It is German, yeah. All right. Yeah, that, that, that much I worked out. Uh, you're in charge of uh, product planning. Oh, you're in charge of the product uh, for uh, the Lexus uh 300NX and 300H. Uh, I will tell you that the NX300 and the NX300H, the NX is probably one of your hottest products. It's not quite, it used to be the bottom rung to get into the SUV line, but then you came out with the UX. But it's still one of the sort of the, the entry level vehicles that people get into luxuries first with, isn't it? Yeah, so it's um, the second uh, smallest. You mentioned the UX that came out a couple of years. The NX is the next step, and then above that we have the RX which also has a three-row version, RXL. So, yeah, NX is our uh, second largest volume uh, to the RX. 
And one of the things I like about it is uh, Lexus comes with so many uh, safety uh, features which are pretty much standard. Uh, that's been sort of a core of the of the company, isn't it? To try and keep everybody safe and, as well as reliability, but and, and of course luxury. But safety is a big thing for Lexus. Absolutely, we have a suite called the Lexus Safety System Plus, and there's actually different versions of it. So the NX has the 2.0 version, which has standard lane departure, standard auto high beam pre-collision system, uh, cyclist detection, pedestrian detection, dynamic radar cruise control, road sign assist, lane trace, and those are all standard, and those are features that a lot of our competitors have either not available or is optional. And then the big change for the new model here, 2021, is standard blind spot monitor and standard uh, rear cross-traffic alert. Which uh, a lot of the competitors aren't, uh, don't have as well. I think, uh, but the little extras, a lot of things that you give on the extras now as standard features uh, are really nice. And things like the uh, the power folding, auto dimming, reverse uh, tilt mirror, and home link, that sort of stuff as a standard feature is kind of cool, right? I, I love the uh, the power fold mirrors, especially if you're parking somewhere tight, like in a, in a garage. Those are really nice. And, and auto dim, of course, is, uh, is always nice to have. Or, 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 you know, if you're driving through the Starbucks drive-thru, uh, which is exactly. yeah. sometimes nice to fold those mirrors in so you, you're not worried about uh, banging them on one of those concrete posts. A new optional yeah. feature is the updated Mark Levinson uh, amplifier. So yes. the Mark Levinson sound system is what Lexus uh, designers chose to fill the vehicle with sound. And for 2021, these uh, the the amplifier is new, which probably increases the enjoyment of music in the vehicle. Yeah, I, I'm a huge audiophile, so I love uh, Mark Levinson. It's uh, exclusive to, to Lexus. Uh, on the NX, if you get the Mark Levinson option, you get 14 speakers, which really fills the, the cabin with a, a really high fidelity sound. I I notice as well you have added green to your. Uh, so one of yes. the colors, the green pearl. Green is like a hot color that a lot of people are yeah. getting into right now. Uh, so I've noticed that a lot of car companies have added green to their portfolio this year. Uh, but Nori Green Pearl exterior paint color has been added. Yeah, so Nori Green launched on the UX, and we saw it was very popular in that vehicle, so we commanded it to NX. But we have a great color team that is constantly looking at what's happening in the fashion industry and other markets to figure out what's the what's going to be the hot new color. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, green's been really, really popular recently. And then the the, the tachometer has, has a new red or new modified red zone on the interior. Yeah, small little detail that not a lot of people would notice, but, um, yeah, just a, a small uh, design change. I'm, I'm not sure if that was done for better visibility or, or, or what, but, yeah. Pretty don't, don't, are you trying to tell us that we're over-revving our engine and not noticing? <laughs> Could be. Uh, now, the NX uh, has truly been a, a great vehicle for people to get into, but it's not, you know, you know when, you th when we say, you know, there is obviously the UX is smaller, but when it's sort of an entry-level vehicle, it doesn't necessarily have entry-level space, does it? Because you drive the NX in Europe, and it's quite a big vehicle. Uh, driving it over here, although it's one of the smallest vehicles that Lexus offer, it still has a lot of amenities. Really good on cargo space, and actually, just last week I went on a long road trip to Wisconsin and just loaded up the back. I had the power folder seats, like you mentioned, put those down, and had all my luggage. Um, so, so yeah, great uh, cargo space, also great legroom, headroom. Um, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think most drivers would find it pretty roomy. And the the option of having now uh, Wi-Fi on board as well, probably uh, for the kids uh, heading out to Wisconsin, gave you the opportunity for them to <laughs> to at least be connected to their world with their iPads. Because you know we don't talk to our kids in cars anymore. They all they do is uh, surf their iPads. 
Exactly. God forbid you talk to your kids. But yeah, uh, four gig uh, Wi-Fi, uh, yeah, definitely helps the, the road trips. Now the F Sport version uh, of the vehicle that's coming back for the uh, the next uh, mm-hmm. the next year or so. What does the F Sport give you? How do you how does it upgrade the vehicle for those people that want a little bit more of uh, sexy performance? Yeah, so F Sport definitely has uh, handling performance uh, benefits. So yeah, performance dampers, uh, stiffer suspension, tighter steering. Uh, from the design perspective, you get 18 inch wheels that are different. You get a darker grill, darker grill insert, and uh, one thing I definitely want to talk about is we have a new special edition, uh, the Black Line, and this is the first time we've ever offered F Sport on the hybrid. Hmm. So we're doing very limited run, uh, 1,000 units. Um, we're launching a brand new color called Grecian Water. You can only get it on the Black Line. Uh, we've got color keyed over fenders for the first time. So if you get the, the blue vehicle, your uh, over fenders are blue. If you get it in white, uh, they're the white. Um, it's got a unique wheel, 18 inch wheel. Uh, there's blue stitching on the seats and interior. And the big um, addition to the, the black line is you get a uh, set of zero Halliburton travel cases. Oh. This is our brand new uh, oh. luggage partner that we just announced fairly recently. So you get a set of two travel cases sent to your uh, address of choice. So we're really excited about that new partnership. Perfect. And if you want to, of course, find out more, you can always go to the website for Lexus, uh, Lexus exactly. uh, website. More. Uh, are these, uh, in the last 10 seconds, tell us, are on sale when? now so uh, by the time you hear this they'll probably be at the dealership all right love it uh thank you so much for joining us more our auto expert on the way stand by you're listening to the our auto expert podcast Your smart speaker can be your radio. Just say, hey, Google, hey, Alexa, or hey, Siri, uh, our auto expert. Play the radio show. And all previous episodes of the podcast are available. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles. This is our auto expert radio show, along with Truck Girl Jen, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Yeah, there you go. If you're an American, you should be getting your automotive news from us. Joining us on the phone, Mike Cordell. He is uh, the other half of our auto expert. He's at home in Tennessee, but I understand not on the lake today. Not on the lake. Today I am sitting in a white rocking chair on my porch and uh, enjoying what seems to feel a little bit like fall weather. Oh, well, what? what? It's 100 degrees here today. so so uh, here. That's interesting. And and the white rocking chair, do you have like a whiskey in one hand and a pipe in the other? I was thinking oh, coffee. Oh, man, it's Saturday. I'm just relaxing a little bit. I'm just taking it down a level after a, a week of driving cars and getting mentally prepared for some motorcycle riding next weekend. Just taking it easy. That's right. You're going to do a BMW driving academy, right? I am. So uh, I'm going to be heading to, uh, and, and when you're from California, you call it Greenville, but I'm heading to a place called Greenville. Greenville. And in Greenville, uh, that's where the BMW has their U.S. Rider Academy. So I'm going to spend two days doing off-road uh, training on some BMW GS1200 motorcycles. So it's, uh, you know, the, the funny thing about the motorcycle industry right now is that, like RVs, sales are through the roof, right? People are socially distancing. They're looking for things to do. You can't go to certain places, so people are spending money on high-end luxury cars, RVs, and motorcycles. Interesting that you should say that because yesterday I had to put a new – every couple of years you probably have a new battery in your motorcycle. And I had to put a new battery in my uh, Triumph because it it goes bad after a couple of years. So uh, my friend Pat, who is an engineer at the local Fox station here, came over, and he's a bike enthusiast and like me, and he helped me change the battery out. And uh, we went to the the Harley store, which also is the Triumph dealer where you would – 
you know, I would normally get my parts from, being that it's a Triumph bobber. And uh, they only had uh, eight Triumphs on the floor. Oh, my gosh. Um, and they were all <laughs> yeah. scramblers. And then the Harley side of the shop, uh, they had sort of a five or six of each Harley. That was it. Normally, there's like 100 bikes in there. What and about so the top floor? It, it was no. Too. It was it was Whew. very light. It was light. Yeah, and, and but there's here's the thing. There's a, there's good news and there's bad news with that. So the good news is they're selling motorcycles, and that's a great thing. The bad news you just told all of your listeners that you needed somebody to come over to your house to help you change your battery on your motorcycle. I'm not a very it's good true. motorcycle mechanic. Uh, oh, man, you know, I like, can't believe you did that. Like, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm just not a good <laughs> motorcycle mechanic. You are. It's all no, good. I, said I could have it, probably it, helped yeah. too. No, it's. It, I think she could have figured it out. And honestly, I know you think you're all geniuses there no. with the bikes, but I have to tell you the <laughs> the 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 bobber, the bo- the bonnet bobber. Even this guy who bores his own engine out had a real hard time with the battery. Oh, it's one of those. Oh, they pack it in. No, yeah. they pack them in. Yeah, and it, and it has these. It, the case came apart, and you had to put the case back together with clips and everything afterwards, and bolts, right. and and you know you needed two people. <laughs> to hold stuff in place while you screwed it back in and the battery is yeah. one of those ones that you have to slide in and out but you can't slide in and out until you've unscrewed mm. you know stuff it was a hard <laughs> it took us both and i i all i did was like you know i was like the nurse in the operating theater handing pat pat the tools when he needed them did but you it hold took the us light? the no he had a light on his oh, phone good. but it took us about i would say about an hour between yeah. the two of us to get it changed and i'd already taken the old one out that was just to get the new one in <laughs> so uh, it was a challenge, but I didn't know until this year that motorcycle batteries only last about two years. They only last about two years, and you know what? They're getting into this cool new technology. So there's a couple. There's lead acid batteries, yeah, um, which are you know the old school kind of technology, and you know now you have companies like Showrai Batteries that you know are using new lithium type technology, and you know the batteries are electrified. They're just different. And you can just put them on a charger and they charge differently and you get better performance, better cranking power. That's the term in the motorcycle industry is you want, you know, cranking power out of those batteries. Sometimes you'll see people put small marine batteries in their bikes, like the little ones. Right. And it just gives you better cranking power and longer, you know, better longevity. He was telling me he just put a lithium ion battery in his uh, Holly. Which uh, yeah, so that probably would have been a show ride. That would have been a, probably a show ride battery. They're kind of the leader in that technology, and uh, I've had one in one of my motorcycles. Um, the Ducati doesn't have that. It has an old school Wayusa in there. But at some point, we'll change it out and we'll put in something that has a little bit better cranking power. Interestingly enough, this uh, this battery actually had uh, had no acid in it. It was dry, so we had to put the acid in, which was, of course, you know. Water? Did you put water? No, it's acid. It's acid. You could do that in the older batteries. Yeah, we. Well, you had to do. You you know, it was interesting having to do that. So I've never actually put the acid in a battery. So that was. You know what's really cool about what's really cool about the BMW Rider Academy that I'm doing is it's not just about learning about the technical aspects of your bike off road, but they walk you through your bike as well. And I think that's what I'm looking most forward to is like the, the the subtle training. You know, things like battery, things like removing your seat, thing, you know, things that you just wouldn't consider on your motorcycle, you just jump on and ride. You know, there's a little bit of classroom experience, you know, on, on the technical side of motorcycling. And with so many new riders out there, it's, 
it's really good to get that training. So I'm kind of looking forward to that part next week. You know, not just, not just, you know, backcountry dirt riding, which is I'm doing the enduro course, I have enduro and street, right. but I'm looking really forward to, you know, the technical acumen that they teach on, on motorcycling. You should definitely do it at some point, Nick. It just makes you a better rider. As long as BMW have a bike for short people with little walkie things. They do. They do. <laughs> they have multiple bikes. Uh, you've been driving the Ram 1500 as well. It's like the third time I've had a Ram truck. And, you know, there's, you know, 2500, 1500, 3500. You know, there's multiple trim levels, so many different trim levels for the Ram 1500. And I got to tell you, especially Truck Girl Jen, you know, with the truck in front of your name, mm-hmm. it's so amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking a $72,000 truck, you know, from front to rear, top to bottom. And, you know, with a big 12 plus inch touchscreen on the inside, you get all these really cool features. And that tailgate is something I know you and I are going to be talking about here in the next few weeks, Nick, the comparison between Chevy, Ford, and, of course, Ram with the tailgate feature. But yeah, the, GM, so the GMC well Multipro, we were just mentioning this earlier on, that Multipro and the GMC is now coming into Chevy this, uh, this next year. So tailgates are becoming the thing in, in trucks. Yeah, trucks continue to be top sellers in the country. The Ram 1500 is, you know, they combine so much great technology. Instead of going with, you know, a solid front axle, it's got double wishbone suspension, making it super comfortable in the front and on the rear. So you have double wishbone suspension on the rear. It just makes it so much lighter, so much more comfortable, and you still have great payload and towing capacity. And and that's what people want, right? They want to have that. Now you've got e-torque. You know, you've got incredible technology in the Ram 1500 where you have this kind of cool combination of, integrating forms of hybrid technology into trucks. They're just getting better and better and better. Yeah, and, and I think uh, when it comes down to it, when I look at all three vehicles, it would be really hard for me not to take the 1500. I do think it's probably my favorite in the class, although I mean I like everything in the class. I wouldn't be sad to own any of them. The 1500 just has that extra for me somehow. Yeah, but I'm excited for it the does. New, new launch, the I'll- TR. TRX. A TRX. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. find out more about that next week. Yeah, we got the embargo lifts on that tomorrow morning, so yes. we can talk about it. Uh, so Ram, Ram's new truck will have uh, the uh, Hellcat power under the hood. See, so. now we're talking. That, <laughs> I would buy that in a heartbeat. Uh, we'll have more about that, I'm sure, coming <laughs> up. Uh, you've also been driving the Hyundai Venue. I so I've been driving a lot of Hyundai's lately, and the, the Venue is the smallest uh, entry level crossover that Hyundai makes. Um, and they call it a five door, which is great. So you got, you got the four, four doors, you know, on the side, but then you got this cool like hatch feature on the back. And, you know, I really like that about the Hyundai venue. It's affordable. It's sub $20,000 and it's something that, you know, whether you have a first time car buyer in the family, it's a great vehicle comes packed with technology. Uh, the motor isn't overwhelming. You know, you'll have multiple engine options with this vehicle. You know, they're all in that one plus liter category. So you're getting everything that you want in a little small subcompact car, but when they call it a crossover, you're getting a little bit better ride height, and um, it makes it more comfortable for for not only those inside, but it gives you a better view when you're driving down the road. It's not super compact, and I like that. Yeah, and the other thing as well, they've packed more technology in there than most of the competition. I think what you get as standard technology I think is uh, is pretty outstanding. I mean, you can always you can always ante up when you do a lot of this stuff, but the standard technology in this vehicle, you know, I, I think is enough for me to make me want to buy one. It's so unique, Nick, because ten years ago, any of this modern technology would cost you an arm and a leg. You would be talking thirty plus thousand, forty plus thousand to get some of these cool 
uh, technologies in the vehicle, whether it's front, you know, pedestrian detection, rear crash avoidance, lane departure warning. These are the types of features that consumers want in cars. And a lot of them are starting to come standard based on the trim level that you get with a vehicle. Yeah, no, I agree with you. If you want to see reviews of any of these cars or you can see our Bronco review that we did uh, back in Holly, Michigan, you can go to uh, our website, ourautoexpert.com. You'll see a lot of Mike's videos there. And, of course, you can listen to this show as well. Um, Mike, good luck with that BMW Rider Academy. I'm, I'm, I've got my fingers crossed that you ace it. Um, and you come away with some nice, glorious certificate that shows that you're now proficient in awesomeness. Professional, ready for the, the Moto GP. I'm are you, ready for it. Are you, tr- are you riding down there in your on your bike? No, I'm going to drive. You're going to need to rest up, man. Two days in saddle, uh, eight-hour days uh, on a motorcycle is very tiring. I did ante up and buy some new gear, so it'll be a little bit more comfortable. But it's going to be hot, it's going to be dirty, and... You know, you're going to need a little bit of air conditioning before and after those rides. And you definitely got to hydrate up because it's going to be warm. You got generally excited. You said hot and dirty. Too late. <laughs> That's her all over. <laughs> all right. Well, oh, great. Good, good, good luck next week. Coming up, we're going to get a chance to talk to Perry Stern. He's also a contributor at uh, ourautoexpert.com. We're going to talk about the EcoBoost Mustang Plus. This would have been the week for Pebble Beach. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Welcome back to Our Auto Expert. Of course, you can use uh, your various social medias to contact us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a question, just direct messages at Our Auto Expert. And, of course, we will answer them. And 2 million Americans get their automotive news from Our Auto Expert every single day. Uh, This gentleman is a contributor to getting news out to everybody. Perry Stern, he writes for MSN Autos and OurAutoExpert.com, as well as various other places. Uh, Perry Right now, you would uh, probably be enjoying a cocktail somewhere, wouldn't you, if you went on the phone with us? Uh, well, if I went on the phone with you and we didn't have this pandemic, I'd be enjoying a cocktail at Pebble Beach. Yes, you would. Now, you stay at the uh, at the golf course every year, don't you? I do. We work with the Concours, and, and you know, for those who don't know what the Pebble Beach Concours is, it is the ultimate car week, I guess, because the Pebble Beach Concours anchors the whole thing, but there are car events for the entire week of everything from the most amazing rolling pieces of art to the most extreme exotic sports cars. It's, it's car heaven. It's a love-hate relationship, however, because you, what you get to see is amazing, but you're also getting anywhere is just a pain in the backside, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got so many people there. And it's you know arguably probably one of the hardest I work every year, but I wouldn't miss it. I mean, it's, it's just too much fun. Uh, you know, I was looking back at some of the memories of things that I've gotten to drive and gotten to see over the last, you know, 10, 12 years. And, you know, it's, it's a place where you, you know, can't see the things that you see there. The Project 7 was probably one of my most memorable, which was a Jaguar. Um, and it was sort of a project car, a project race car. And I got to drive it around the parking lot. <laughs> Didn't get to race track it. I did it. too, actually. <laughs> That was a fun one. And then last year, um, the, the GTR 50, which was their uh, one, 
one million dollar um italia design gtr sports car i got to drive that for four laps around the track you that was did? yeah oh, that was pretty that, cool. was, that, that was amazing that looked pretty cool i did last year my my highlight was uh spending an afternoon with the lamborghini huracan oh, evo yeah. spider yeah that um, that, was and that was a good time <laughs> I will tell you, like I, I'm very. There's very few times in my life because I'm a, I'm an okay track driver. I'm very much in the middle of the pack. There's those guys that are really great track drivers, and then there's those guys that think they're good track drivers amongst the auto journalist press. Uh, but I was those are the scary ones. Yeah, I always feel like <laughs> I'm I'm in the middle to the lower of the pack. I can get around the track fine and kind of keep up, but I'm definitely if if people start to go fast, I can definitely drop back, and the gaps between me and the car in front tend to lengthen. And when I drove that GTR 50 around uh, Laguna Seca, uh, yeah, around Laguna Seca Raceway. No, what's the raceway called there? Not Laguna Seca, is it? It's Laguna Seca. It yeah. is Laguna Seca. It's just not Mazda Raceway anymore. Right, right. That's right. I had to make sure of that. Uh, when I drove it around there, I had the guy who designed the car in the car with me from Italia Design. We were supposed to get two laps, and uh, we drove around, and the guys, you know, at the end of the second lap, they're standing there waving me in with the flags, like to go in. He goes, "It's okay, just keep going." <laughs> so I went, like, Re- okay. really? He goes, yeah, yeah, just keep it going. And I just kept going. And the guys were like putting their arms up, going, what are you doing? You know, the, this is this is not your time on the racetrack. And I did another two laps. And I, I had some, you know, some fun slides around corners, you know, a little bit scary and stuff. And I said, I'm sorry, am I frightening? He goes, no, this is the most fun I've had all day. And I'm like, <laughs> either you're the best PR guy in the world or the best liar I've ever met. But, but he said, no, he said he really enjoyed it. And so that made me very proud. However, when I got out of the car, I got a couple of auto journalists running up to me asking me why I'd got four laps and they'd only got two. But, you know, whatever. Yes, it's all yeah. about being fair. Yeah, it? it's always about, always about being fair. Um, you get to see some great heritage at Pebble Beach, don't you? You do. And actually, it's a surprising mix. I mean, obviously, you've got the vintage cars, you know, on the field. I think at one time, they, it was explained to me that there are about 200 cars worth about $350 million. Woo! So, I mean, these are these are the top of their game. Some of these cars have been restored over the last 10, 12 years. There are some cars that haven't been seen in public in 50 years. Uh, so it's it's an amazing collection and amazing stories behind all these cars. But the interesting thing was in the last couple of years, they've started what they call the Japanese Automotive Invitational. And so yeah. it, it's a Japanese car concourse. And it opens your eyes to what types of vehicles were driving around Japan in yeah. you know the early 1900s mid 1900s i love that and i mean i love that they have the italiano concor uh the that they do at one end of the field that's always great to do i think two years ago they had probably what they've had two collections there that have really uh, interested me one was the car the rolls royces of the raj or the cars of the raj so all the indian raj mm. amazing cars uh, that the indian royalty used to ride and then they had some aluminum cars the rolls royces there with aluminum finishes it was really amazing and then they had the citrons uh, a collection of citron cars from france which you know, uh, it's just remember, reminds me of my childhood seeing these cars I'd seen on the 2CV and the and all these different cars. So there's definitely things that uh, you know, it doesn't matter where you are from in the world. There's cars there to remind you of your childhood or your heritage. Or to give you an idea of what's coming. Yes. Uh, you know, that was, you know, at, at one of the events that take place near Pebble is the uh, motoring, the, the motorsports gathering at the Quail. And one of the vehicles that was unveiled there was the Lotus Avia. 
which is the first new Lotus in quite a while, and it is fully electric with almost 2,000 horsepower. Yeah. So this is the future, I suppose. Yes. Oh, no. That, that pretty outstanding pieces of machinery. Um, do you? How do you feel about these digital versions uh, of things that they're doing, like the New York Auto Show is doing sort of a digital New York Auto Show and Pebble is doing some sort of digital stuff? How, how do you feel about those? I mean, I understand that there's no way to bring this many people in person. And so it's a nice, uh, I guess, attempt. But, you know, for anybody who's actually been there, it just can't replace it. It's, you know, um, as I, I think I pointed out once, there's, there's nothing like the smell of Ferrari exhaust first thing in the morning. <laughs> and you, you, you've done the Dawn Patrol every time you, you've been, right? I have for the last 12, 13 years, something like that. And you get a special, and, uh, you get a special prize when you show up at 5 o'clock in the morning? I, I have my entire collection of hats. Uh, the Haggerty Insurance puts together a... Uh, a gathering with coffee and donuts uh, at five in the morning, six in the morning, uh, the day of the Concours. And that's when all of the cars start coming on the field. This is the lights coming up. And when I first started doing this, there were maybe 30, 35 of us there. And now there's hundreds, but everybody uh, prize gets the prized hat. It kind of shows your badge of honor that you decided to get out of bed. How many hats do they give away? I think they were up to 600. Last year they gave out 600. I think when they first started, they started with 50, wow. and they had leftovers. Wow. Uh, so and, it's, and you're it's missing, become a very popular thing. You're only missing one year, right? I'm, uh, I'm sorry? Are you missing one year, or you got you got everything but one year? I'm no. not missing any years. I did oh. miss going one year, but I was able to uh, obtain one even though I wasn't there. Perry Stern, that's cheating. I know, but you <laughs> called me out on it. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm not giving it back. <laughs> oh, you just these digital these digital events just remind me of how much I miss uh, car events and how much I love what I do, and I, I love the fact that you love it too as well. Uh, you can read all of Perry's articles at ourautoexpert.com. There's some pretty outstanding stuff. Uh, the rest of the team as well, Eric and Mike, they have articles up there you can read along with our boss. So there's some really good stuff there. Please do that and go to MSN Autos. Check out some of Perry's stuff there. There too. We'll be back again next week, but in the meantime, listen to ourautoexpert.com. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert and message us for a quick and witty response. 